Ever feel unable to focus, tired, and just low on energy? We understand that feeling. We understand it so well that the Sports and the World Podcast is brought to you by the Couch Guys Sports Network and sponsored by our friends over at Shocked Energy. Shocked Energy is a drink made by gamers for gamers. All their flavors come packed with 180 milligrams of caffeine to ensure that no matter what you're doing, your focus will always be razor sharp to keep you performing at the top of your game. Their formulas are designed to specifically give you high energy boost when you need it most while ensuring to avoid the jitters after too much caffeine consumption. Head over to www.shockenergy.com and use the promo code CGSN today for 10% off your order. Check out their green apple flavor box or even their watermelon flavor box. Oh, and don't worry, they ship worldwide. That's right, worldwide. Get your shocked energy today and let us help you gain your focus and energy back. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're listening to us and how you're listening to us. Thank you for making the sports and the world podcast a part of your day. I'm Ladarius. Hope all of you are well and safe out there. And before we get started with this episode, I want to send out my thoughts and prayers to the people in the community of Buffalo. And more importantly, to the victims and their families. So to the families of Roberta Drury, Marcus D. Freeman, Andre McNeil, Aaron Salter, Geraldine Talley, Celestine Cheney, Haywood Patterson, Catherine Massey, Pearl Young, and Ruth Whitfield. Your families and their memories are in my thoughts and prayers, and as well as in the thoughts and prayers of many people. And I'll just say this before we quickly transition. If we can have conversations about sports, we need to have conversations about how to prevent things like this or how to find sound solutions because sound solutions, excuse me, because no one person has all the answers. And I just hope and pray that we can come together and find those solutions because if we can talk about and debate sports and talk about sports as I do here, and I also try to inject things into the world because the world and sport it kind of finds its way together and you saw that with the Buffalo Bills, with Josh Allen, with Micah Hyde. You're seeing these things and you're seeing the communities come together. And that's, right now, we need that for the, for the, for the community of, of Buffalo. So, continued thoughts and prayers to them. And let's have those tough conversations. Let's have them. We can have them on here or anywhere. As long as they're civil and they're sound. Now, thank you for indulging. Let's jump into the sports. Let's jump into the NBA playoffs. We have our conference finals series matched series matched up as we got the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat in the East. We got the Mavs and we got the Warriors. Simply put, and just to be quick, I expect the Celtics Heat series to go seven. Like the Heat winning game one, getting their start, had a little bit more of a rest than than Boston, who who went seven with Milwaukee. Once again, you got your X factors. You're going to see the stars like Jason Tatum. You'll see Jalen Brown. You may, you may see Al Horford, even as well for the Celtics, and as for the Heat, you got Jimmy Butler. You got Tyler Hero. 
But I say don't sleep on Duncan Robinson. And listen, he may not have been utilized, and but I think he's going to be used at some point. Because listen, they paid him, so it'd be ideally it would be nice to see him on the court. Looking at the West, I love Luca, and what he did to the Phoenix Suns doesn't feel right. Like I know Luca's good, but it was essentially Luca versus the Suns in Game Seven of that semifinals of Game Seven in Game Seven. Where was DeAndre Ayton, who was selected over Luca, by the way, in the draft? And Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Because in game sevens, no matter whether it's whether it's baseball or basketball, big games, you expect your big stars to come out. And it didn't feel that way. And from the word go, it just felt like Phoenix just didn't have a chance. And I'm not going to point fingers at who do we blame and things of that nature. That's not my job. That's not in my payroll. But what I will say is that something has to change structurally there. And to lose at home the way that you did. It's one thing to lose on the road. But when you have the home court and you lose the way that you did, there's going to be natural questions and, and people need answers for it. But looking at this series versus you know Golden State, Golden State to me is scary. And I talked about this when I had Gab Goody from FanDuel. Check out that interview I had last week's episode. And we both kind of said the same thing like, Luka's great, but Luka needs help. Luka needs help because when you look at the Warriors, you don't have to worry just about Steph and Clay. You got guys like Jordan Poole, and of course you got Draymond. You got guys like James White. You have, you got Jonathan Kaminga. There's talent. Like, it's it's not all about Steph. Like, Steph's going to be a factor, obviously. But it's not circled around Steph. Which makes this team, to me, even more dangerous in the years that they were great. Because it was very, very contingent upon Steph Curry. And very contingent upon Klay Thompson. But when those two were playing well, and then Jordan Poole had a great game. And you're like, Gary Payton, if he's healthy, you know, great job on the defensive end, just like his dad. Great defensive player. Defensive energy. Then you got Jonathan Kaminga. And you got, of course, you're going to have Draymond. You look at that team and it look to me, the way Dallas wins this series is that it has to be Luka and somebody. It just had to be Jalen Brunson. I think Jalen Brunson has to be that guy. And, and we've seen games where he's capable of doing that. But to beat Golden State, you have to catch him on an off night. And in this case, you have to catch him on four off nights. And I just don't see that happening in this series. This series could, I have it at five or six. The way it goes game seven is if Dallas steals the game in Golden State, at, at Golden State's home court. That's the way I see this game going seven. I see that going as five, six games. That's not a knock on the Mavericks, but it's just Luka. It's not like with, with Phoenix, which collapsed. This is about how do you look at that Golden State roster? Like, there's guys that can beat you on a nightly basis. Steph, Clay, like I said, Draymond, like I said, Jordan Poole. Talent there, and then so it's just curious to see how that works out. And we'll be talking about that more, you know, as as it develops. But I want to get to, and I really, really want to talk about Sasha Banks and Naomi. Now, I wrote an article recently for Beyond Women's Sports, and I talked about what happened when Sasha Naomi walked out of Raw after reportedly creative differences. 
I'm just gonna say this. I'm gonna say the thing. If you, check out the article first and foremost, you can find it on my Twitter page, and you can go to Beyond Women Sports, which you'll find in the link in this episode. Where here's the thing, and I talked about if it's reportedly true that Sasha and Naomi walked out because of what was supposed to be the outcome of a six-pack challenge between between her, between Banks, Naya, and Naomi. Oscar, Becky Lynch, Dewdrop, Nikki A.S.H. If between those six women, if it was supposed to be, and then Naomi was supposed to be the winner, to Sasha's point, it does not benefit Naomi to be the winner. Not saying she doesn't deserve to be a, a champion, but right now, she's the tag team champions with Sasha Banks, and they got the belts to elevate that tag team division. Which, and I wrote an article, it feels non-existent. Because you have these teams and you break them up. So, why would you put Naomi in a match against Bianca Belair? Which I know will be a great match, by the way. It's going to be a great match. But who does it benefit? Does it truly benefit Naomi to lose to Bianca? Because to me, Bianca, to me, is holding on that belt to WrestleMania. I could be wrong unless things change because WrestleMania is still a ways away. But to the point, if, if you have, like when in the reshuffling, you had Becky Lynch versus Oscar, which was a great match, which got overshadowed by this nonsense between Oscar going over and winning to be Oscar and Bianca at the next pay-per-view, which is Hell in a Cell later this month. So to Sasha's point, and if it's reportedly true, People say, oh, it's kayfabe. Yeah, I don't feel that it's kayfabe because why would you do this to put more, oh, to put more heat on the champs? This is, that's, that's ridiculous to me. And I could be wrong, but this, I, I'm putting a, a maximum cap on this because here's the thing. It benefits Sasha and Naomi as a tag team. Not as singles, as somewhere down the road, they will be singles competitors again. I don't know how we'll get there, but we'll get there. But to me, the takeaways is this. Is WWE really serious about building this tag team division if you're going to take one half of that team and put them in a match versus Bianca that doesn't benefit neither Bianca or Naomi beyond that match? It doesn't benefit it doesn't benefit Naomi. Like Asuka, yeah, that's something down the road could help Asuka, but it doesn't help Naomi. I feel like, oh, well, you shouldn't walk out of your job. Your job is not their job. It's not like you're walking off the lumber yard, you're walking out of, you know, a corporate office. It's like, yeah, walking out of the job is walking out of the job. But the difference is that when you go to your boss and you get creative differences, yet you walk out of your job, simply put, if you're not a high level executive, you're gonna get fired. Sasha Banks went to Vince, went to Vince McMahon, still got shut down, still kept her job. What's the point, Darius? The point is simply this. We have to stop looking at things in a specific spectrum here, in a very specific light. Because the fact of the matter is, I see things on social media, and trust me, and I'm gonna just say this, and whether you agree to disagree, we can agree to disagree with what I'm about to say. We can, when people speak up for themselves, why is it, and this is for women, when women speak up, and they disagree with something. Why is it say that they have an attitude? But let's put another layer on this cake here. Let's put a layer on this. 
But when it's a woman of color, all of a sudden, oh, well, you're bringing up everything Sasha did. But when Charlotte Flair, who I like, when she does stuff like this, I don't feel that same heat on Charlotte. I don't, and I could be wrong. And I can always stand to be corrected in that regard. Sasha Banks and Naomi walked out because they disagreed with creative and they had a right to, and I wrote the article, they had a point because it doesn't benefit Naomi. It benefits Naomi and Sasha to face a Shayna Baszler present the title, which could likely be a match at Hell in a Cell. I said, we're trying to get these belts. How can we, here's the point. How can we elevate the belts if they're not being defended, if they're not being seen, if they're not being competed for? That's the point Sasha was trying to make. And I've read somewhere, oh, Naomi's just follow Sasha. Stop it. Naomi is a champion herself. Naomi can stand on her own. No one should speak for Naomi. I said both Sasha and Naomi made a mutual decision. They put the tag belts on John Laronitis' desk and walked out. People say, oh, this is kayfabe. No. This was kayfabe. Something would be different by now. Because you don't need this kind of heat on, <laughs> no, you simply don't need it. I said, what you need is to bring credibility to these championships. And the one way, if you really get real heat, you want to get that, let them do it in the ring. Because you're building a tag team in like Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. So you're trying to build this division like to give them competitors. I could argue that Bianca Belair will have competitors from here all the way to WrestleMania. She may not defend the belt at every pay-per-view, but she will have viable contenders and challengers. Naomi, as great as she is and as great as a match that will be, it simply doesn't benefit Naomi. I don't see the upside from it. I could be wrong, but I, me personally, I simply do not see the upside in it. So, to, to wrap up this point before we get to the end it's amazing to me I go on social media and it's amazing the things that I'm reading about Sasha Banks oh Sasha has an attitude no Sasha Banks did what listen Jerry Maguire did the same thing Jerry Maguire walked out of his company different situations mind you just a movie And he, but the difference between what Jerry Maguire did and what Sasha Banks did, Sasha Banks gave up the championship. So when people, just like Jerry Maguire maybe gave up his career, Sasha Banks gave up, they gave up a championship. That's how pissed they were. And it had nothing to do with, with Dewdrop, Nikki A.S.H., Becky Lynch, or Asuka. They respect it. It had nothing to do with their work in the ring and not work, be able to work with them. They fought each other roundabout ways. So that point's superfluous. The problem is, is the direction. That was the problem. And I side with Sasha Banks on that. If that's if that's purportedly why she walked in. When people say, oh, you walk on your job, stop it. Stop comparing her to you, stop it. Because it's not a viable comparison. When you like Jerry Maguire walked out of his company, yeah, Jerry Maguire walked out. Jerry Maguire had to build himself up. Sasha Banks walked out. She gave up her title. 
Jerry Maguire was able to build his stuff and get it for, but the, you know, to rebuild himself up. But with Sasha Banks, she was willing to sacrifice the champ a championship because that's how pissed she was. And yes, will it bring undue heat? Sure. But let's not pretend like stop chalking up to kayfabe. And let's stop chalking, you know, chalking it up to oh Sasha not getting her way. Charlotte Flair has gotten her way, and I I've never seen WWE on the show come out with a statement about her in this context. So let's so let's cool the jets there. Now, before we wrap up. You can listen to this episode and every episode of the Sports and the World podcast, Apple, Google, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast. And check me out on social media at Ladares underscore Brown on Twitter and as well on TikTok. And you'll check me out on Instagram at Ladares double underscore Brown. Now, to wrap up Brown's big picture really quickly, it's just the Deshaun Watson thing. Now, Deshaun Watson will meet with the league in Texas about what could happen now why do I say I'm not going to go in depth because I've done that in previous episodes the takeaways is this if you're Cleveland they prepared themselves because he's not getting big money this year he's getting like a million bucks so they're they're prepared so Cleveland is sitting on the fact that he may get suspended this year what they better not hope is, is that he gets suspended next year because that's when the real money kicks in that's when that big time extension kicks in. Also, also important to know, listen, Baker Mayfield could still start games with the team. And I wrote an article for Sports Kita. He could still start games this season. And Ian Rappaport for NFL Network, he's doubled down on it because he said it in the past. He doubled down again when he was on Pat McAfee, which I think is very true. Because I trust Ian Rappaport and everything makes sense. I think Cleveland has to find a way to reconcile with Baker. Because if you don't, you're not rolling with Baker, then you're rolling with Jacoby Brissett. So I think it's the next experienced quarterback on your roster. Baker Mayfield has started all, all, almost 60 games in, in his four years there. He, he he can start for this team. If you if you want to win, Baker. If if Deshaun's not there, Baker is the next guy. Up. And as for Deshaun, look, my personal opinion. I think the league's going to suspend it. Now, how many games? Because if you look at the track record, they gave Big Ben, I believe, eight games. But that's with a 16-game schedule. So would they be willing to go 9-10? Or would they stick with the eight? Because once again, remember, Ben Roethlisberger got criminally you know, Deshaun Watson, two grand juries cleared him. Criminal. But he's still facing 22 civil lawsuits. So it feels like the NFL's investigation is coming to a close and wrapping up. And I think, and I, and like Roger Goodell said, they're taking this seriously under the personal conduct policy. So it's going to be very curious to see how it's handled by the league if Deshaun gets suspended. If you ask me today, I think Cleveland's prepared themselves if he gets suspended. Cleveland has to hope he gets suspended this year because if he gets suspended in 2023 then that's when then that's when the money's losing then your 40 plus million dollar guy is not playing for half the season 
So if anything, if we're going by the Ben Roethlisberger and the standard set, it had eight games minimum. Any less, no comment. Unless that happened. Anything more, I wouldn't lose a nice sleep. A nice sleepover. And people can understand this before we wrap up. Because I see a lot, I see that on social media. Oh, he was found not guilty. That's criminal. It's civil. He still has civil lawsuits against him. He's not completely out of the woods yet. You know, from a civil aspect. And he's still testifying in deficit, so he's not out of the woods. Is the point. And speaking of out of things, out of time for this episode of the Sports in the World podcast, once again, like and subscribe to this episode and every episode of, of the podcast and to the podcast overall. Apple, Spotify, Google, find me on social media at Ladares underscore Brown on Twitter and TikTok and at Ladares underscore Brown on Instagram. And until you hear me again next time, I'm Ladarius. Be real, be you, be blessed, and be safe from all of us here from the sports and the world podcast. The sports and the world podcast is brought to you by Exogun. Ever do a workout and feel like you need a massage after? Well, get your massage without leaving the house. Don't let pain and soreness slow you down. Exogun revives muscle, boosts circulation, and releases energy so you can recover faster and live better. Take it wherever you need it. Work, the gym, the trail, and put the power of percussion massage treatment in your hands. It's portable, adjustable, and powerful. Exogun is trusted by the pros to deliver the ultimate in recovery. Like we said before, you can even use it for percussion therapy. What is percussion therapy? Percussion therapy boosts muscle function and recovery by penetrating deep into the muscle tissue with a series of rapid, concentrated, pulsating strokes. Gain back control of your body and achieve long-term pain relief with Exogun. Get 10% off with code CGS10 at checkout comes with a charger and carrying case go get your exogun today and treat yourself to a massage at a moment's notice